0: So this sermon found me, and I truly wasn't looking for it at all. As a matter of fact, I was already wavering between two other topics. And here's what happened. In early April, our longtime worship committee chair, now chair emeritus, Ricky Keach, sent out the invitation for summer speakers, announcing this year's focus would be on societal issues. Specifically, his invitation said, this summer we are surveying those societal issues or causes that you devote or volunteer time to outside of church. Tell us why it is an issue for you. Where does it fit in with your faith? With these prompts, an obvious topic sprang to mind, early childhood education. I began thinking about why I believe so strongly in this cause why it matters to me, how it motivates me. I volunteered countless hours to all ages read together. One of you UCL's Share the Plate recipients coming up in September, because I believe in my core that an ounce of prevention is worth way more than a pound of cure. But then in early May, violence broke out, once again, between Palestine and Israel. And I began to consider a summer sermon about the long-standing Israeli occupation of Palestinian territories and its oppression of the Palestinian people. Having been born and raised in Israel and subsequently marrying a Palestinian Irish woman, this topic was another one I could really put my heart and soul into. Then, on June 24th, fate intervened. That was the day our beloved friend and UCLA member, Irv Dabinsky died. And late that afternoon, Reverend Alice, my wife, Sandy Shahada, Leslie Solitario and I gathered at the Embark Center to help plan his memorial service. Some of you may be familiar with the Embark Center. Former UUCL member Andrea McKay founded this innovative organization housed in a beautiful historic building in downtown Leesburg. The Embark Center is redefining education by co-creating a community with youth, supporting them socially, emotionally, and intellectually as they discover their self-determined path and transition into adulthood. And because of Embark's values, I was not at all surprised to discover upon entering its doors late that Thursday afternoon, that Andrea had offered space in the building for a pop-up bookstore. I met Birch Tree Books founder, Leah Fallon in the center's foyer. I learned that Leah believes bookstores are a window into the heart of a community. Here's what Leah has to say. An independent bookshop doesn't just sell books. It unites communities with carefully curated shelves. Local bookshops create a unique experience where readers connect with passionate booksellers and where children are drawn in by a space made just for them. So having a few extra minutes before our meeting was to begin, loving books, and wanting to support the local economy, I began browsing around. I picked up a copy of Joel Salatin's Folks, This Ain't Normal, a farmer's advice for happy hens, healthier people, and a better world. Now Joel is a pioneering Virginia farmer and his latest book discusses discusses how removed we are from the simple sustainable joy that comes with living close to the land and the people we love. Seeing me check out that book, Leah explained that she had asked all the vendors at the Leesburg Farmers Market for their top book recommendations. And Joel's latest was among the titles she curated from that outreach. I thought, how cool is that? The sale was made. I took the book to the cash register while Leah explained that because she was such a small business, she could only afford one copy of each vendor's recommendation. So I was buying the only copy of Joel's book. Then her young daughter, I believe her name is Katie, piped up, that's not true, mom. We have a bunch of those pointing to a stack of slim bright orange paperbacks nearby. Now, There were several reasons why this exchange caught my enthusiastic and undivided attention. First, I loved that Leah's daughter was participating in her mother's entrepreneurial venture with her use of the pronoun, we. And second, I mean, come on, this bright neon orange cover should grab anybody's attention. And third... On a more personal level, Sandy and I had just been through several months of disputing small but mysterious new Amazon charges on our credit card. And so I was feeling motivated to resist Amazon's ubiquitous reach. I spent hours of my life that, say it with me, I will never get back again, trying to secure a $12.99 refund on some unwanted shipping subscription from literally the richest man in the world. So yeah, I thought, I'd like to learn how to resist Amazon and why. Ring me up. A few days later, rather than picking up Joel's advice for happier hens, I cracked open the slim, bright orange volume and I began to read and to learn. Danny Kane, owner of the Raven Bookstore in Lawrence, Kansas, begins his introduction of this book with a one word sentence, books, why he loves them, why he believes in them and their power, and how getting the right books into the right hands can forever alter a reader's life, right? Maybe this is a sermon about all ages read together after all. Danny goes on to say this, and I'm going to quote him at length. There has never been a company as big, powerful, or pervasive as Amazon. Amazon is disruptive to the ability of small businesses to stay afloat. Amazon is a continuation of the story begun when Walmart and other megastores began their rapid spread. Amazon is indeed the latest link in a chain of threats to the American retail small business. From shopping malls to chain megastores to online e-commerce giants, each acting in their own pernicious way to destroy the American downtown. Yet Amazon is more dangerous than Walmart because it is so much bigger and it has its hands in so many more businesses. Amazon Web Services is a cloud computing system that provides the data infrastructure for much of the internet, from government services to Netflix. Now I read in this book that nearly half of the traffic on the internet is now through Amazon web services. I, I've heard and seen up to 40 or 50%. And when I told my brother, who's an expert in this field, he couldn't believe it, but that growth is only just recently been the last couple years. So it is near impossible for anyone to use the internet without Amazon's silent participation. This alone means Amazon has a gigantic impact on everyday life. Beyond that, Amazon's massive portfolio of companies and products means Amazon has a hand in every ring doorbell, every Whole Foods grocery purchase, every Audible audiobook, every Goodreads review, every article in the Washington Post, every shoe on Zappos every stream on Twitch, plus many online advertisements, smart speakers, e-readers, and TV shows. Amazon has even built its own nationwide delivery network. So rather than work with USPS, UPS, or FedEx, Amazon fashioned its own private version from the ground up, and the results are dangerous. When I got to the end of that second paragraph, it hit me like a ton of bricks. This was my sermon. But there was so much to unpack. And in the short time we have this morning, I cannot possibly do the topic justice. I myself am an early stage learner of the mind boggling extent of Amazon's reach and power. But as I was beginning to absorb Danny Kane's searing critique of Amazon that morning, I was already eager to share my newfound knowledge. So I turned to my wife, Sandy, and careful to wait until she herself had absorbed at least a half a cup of coffee. I then read her what I just read you. Her reaction? Huh, I bet you can buy that book on Amazon. Of course, I immediately looked it up. I had paid Leah Fallon the retail price of $12 and 95 cents, from which I understand the author will receive as much as $2 and 54 cents, but I could have bought it on Amazon for $3 and 95 cents. And with prime membership, I could get it delivered the next day, which is why more than half of all book sales in the U S are through Amazon. Sure. They're happy to sell you a book about why you shouldn't buy anything from them. Kaching. They will literally sell you anything, which is why Jeff Bezos initially incorporated the company with the name Cadabra, short for abracadabra, like magic. You can get anything there. But then a lawyer mistakenly thought he said cadaver. So Bezos changed the name first to Relentless. And then eventually to Amazon, which is where to the present day, relentless.com still redirects you. So on July 13th, I committed sending Gabby Patterson, our new office and facilities administrator, my topic the mighty Amazon and then exactly see if I can get this to go big here And then exactly one week later, we got to see Bezos fly himself into space. And the accompanying memes seemed like a sign from on high that I'd made the right call to switch topics. That talking about how the richest man on earth gets to launch himself into space on a bright blue Tuesday morning in Texas, just for fun, seems like a conversation worth having. That his ability to build a colossal empire is the result of very specific policies at the local, state, and federal levels. And he often had a hand in crafting those policies to benefit himself and his shareholders. Here's something else to consider. The company's treatment of its employees and contracted labor, the vast majority of whom are woefully underpaid and often mistreated. Now that is another sermon altogether, but I'd still like to encourage all of us to learn and to share more about that as we consider the power and potential impact of our own consumer choices. And on that note, even Danny Kane admits. It's close to impossible to cut Amazon out of your economic life, which is why resist is his title as opposed to avoid. But I invite you to consider his suggestions. Shop local. Cancel your prime subscription or even better your uh, Amazon account. Now the latter is notoriously difficult to do. But I did just yesterday, manage to cancel my prime subscription. Although get this, technically the only option I could find was to pause my membership because presumably I'll be back. Avoid Amazon affiliated brands. I'd mention them here, but time wouldn't allow it. Use indie friendly alternatives and hit me up afterwards. I can send you a list. Avoid or reconsider using Alexa-enabled devices and the Ring security doorbells. Become an advocate and dream of a more level playing field. Perhaps most importantly, don't give up because it's too hard or too complicated to avoid using Amazon at every turn or because it's too easy or too convenient to rely on those ubiquitous delivery vans. Boy, think of all that extra fossil fuel. But just take some small steps. Make one or two different choices. Keep on moving forward into a world where bigger isn't always better, where cheaper isn't always better. Keep on moving forward into a world where we listen and learn from those closest around us. Keep on moving forward. Allow fate to intervene on a Thursday afternoon. Keep on moving forward. Stay open to new ways of being and becoming in this world. May it be so, and blessed be.